This is the Food Factor Podcast, the show that talks about the connection between your health and what you eat or don't eat. I'm your host, Stephanie Mahachek, clinical nutritionist, health coach, science nerd, perma student, and mother of four. I love dogs, babies, and most of all, talking about all things health, wellness, and the weirdness of the human body. Thank you for being here. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Food Factor Podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Mahachek. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the quality of our food and what it's doing to our health. I'm specifically going to pick on sugar, but also talk about other components that are not beneficial and how our health is suffering. Now, I want to go on the record as saying, I don't think you need to eliminate sugar altogether. I don't. I think having small amounts of sugar is usually okay for most people, but take a look at what's called the standard American diet or the SAD diet. This is what we're known for. We aren't having small amounts of sugar. We are consuming sugar and other chemicals in quantities that our bodies are simply not equipped to deal with, and it's leading us down a dark path towards illness and disease. By the way, if you hear vacuuming in the background, that's my three-year-old. He decided that now is a perfect opportunity to vacuum outside my door. So, such is life. Here we go. So, a 2019 study found that 73% of the U.S. food supply is composed of refined sugars, refined vegetable oils, grains, and dairy. 73%, the vast majority of our food is composed of those things. Now, when you hear the word refined, another way of looking at that is it's chemically processed in some way chemically processed sugars, chemically processed oils, grains, and dairy. So the question I want you to start asking is, what is this doing to our body? Now let's look at one of the one of those components. Like I said, I'm going to be picking on sugar today a little bit, but added sugars. It's no secret that I've picked on sugar in the past. In fact, I have an entire mini course called The Sugar Reset that highlights the different sugar cravings and how to reduce them. But my goal is not to tell you to stop eating sugar. That is not the point. That is what a lot of the diet industry will say, but that is not the point of what I'm saying. I'm really not here to say stop eating anything. I just want you to better understand what it's doing to your body. Now, I've done other episodes on specific ways that sugar impacts our body, so I'm just going to highlight a few, but you can go back and listen to them. I think it's like episode three or four, somewhere in the beginning uh, that we talk specifically more about the different ways that sugar impacts your body. So it's really interesting information that you should know. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, go back and listen. Now, sugar impacts your uh, immune system by lowering the efficiency of your white blood cells, which help us fight infection. White blood cells help us fight infection. Um, it, the sugar actually lowers their efficiency for a few hours after you consume them. So I'm hoping that you're thinking, well, what happens when we constantly have sugary foods or drinks at each meal, or, or maybe we sip on it throughout the day? There's always a low stream of sugar coming into your body in some way. What happens to your immune system then? This lowers your ability to fight infections and viruses and bacteria. It can really have a strong impact if you're consistently sipping on sugar, having sugar throughout the day. Kids are another important thing to think about when we look at what we give our kids. If you have a child or you know a child or you are around children who are constantly sick, they constantly have a cold, they constantly are out of school or can't participate in sports, and they always have some sort of infection or virus or cold or whatever, 
take a look at the amount of sugar that they're having and take a look at their diet in general. Parents are oftentimes shocked when I start making this connection that if your child is consuming sugary cereals, juices, sports drinks, sugary granola bars, fruit snacks, gummies, you know, fruit pops and all these things that have so much added sugar in them, they are, they're nonstop bombarded by sugars. And then we could go down the path, what I won't, of some of the meals served in schools or in daycare settings that are, you know, they're trying to do their best with the budget that they have. And I understand that, but there's a lot of sugars added to some of those foods as well. So just something to think about in terms of the immune system and how that can impact, how our food can impact our immune system. And I really want to talk about the gut. So gut health is so important. It's actually one of the four root causes of weight gain that I discuss in my upcoming Metabolic Jumpstart program. Uh, For many people, though, they think, how is the gut related to my metabolism? Uh, Well, the short answer is there's a huge connection. (laughs) And that's why we spend an entire week focusing on this in the program. But in terms of what we're talking about today, sugar in the food supply Eating a lot of refined sugar causes spikes and crashes with our energy, as well as our serotonin levels. Now, if you're like, ping, I just remember something about serotonin. Serotonin is the happy, feel-good chemical that's released when we eat sugar. So having spikes and crashes of this chemical can be bad enough, right, for our mood and our emotions. But... Fun fact, where is the majority of serotonin actually produced in the body? About 95% of the serotonin in your body is produced in your gut. Now, if the cells in the gut are damaged, as occurs with a lot of sugar and artificial sweeteners and chemicals, it causes a lot of inflammation, which can damage the gut lining. It can damage some of those cells within the gut. If the cells within the gut are damaged or impaired in some way, this can cause problems with the creation of hormones and neurotransmitters like serotonin. So you have to then question, well, how is that impacting my mood and things like depression and anxiety? There's a big reason why there's a gut-brain connection, which we will go into in a different episode. But those are some of the ways that your gut is actually impacted impacted by what you're eating and how that can actually have a ripple effect into other areas like hormones and neurotransmitters. Now, another thing I mentioned was refined vegetable oils, dairy products, and grains. Um, and they are a huge part of our food supply. The big concern here is the inflammation. Chemically treated foods although deemed safe, cause a disruption within our body that can lead to many issues and imbalances. Artificial sweeteners is another thing that disrupts the balance within your gut. Um, Now, I want to back up and say, when I mention that they are deemed safe, what does that mean? I mean that the FDA has labeled them as generally recognized as safe, although otherwise known as GRAS, G-R-A-S, generally recognized as safe, which sounds super reassuring, right? (laughs) Like why this is a thing for something as important as our food supply is beyond me. Like in what other area would that be okay? If you went to a car dealer and asked if a car was safe and they were like, um, it's generally recognized as safe, you'd probably be like, um, I have some additional questions. Or could you imagine going on an airplane and hearing that the plane is generally recognized as safe? Right? What? What in the world? But for something as vital, 
literally vital as our food, this is the stamp of approval that something gets. And just because something is labeled as grass or generally recognized as safe doesn't mean it's beneficial for you. It simply means as of now, there is not enough evidence supporting it causes harm. It's innocent until proven guilty. Also, as a side note, if you go and look up how something is given the determination of generally recognized as safe, the manufacturer itself has to prove it's safe. Not the FDA. The the food manufacturer comes to the FDA for that approval, but they have to prove that the food is safe, meaning they have to show through testing and research that it's safe. But who do you think funds that? It's a rabbit hole that we don't need to go down in this episode. But the point is, we need to be our own advocates when it comes to the quality of our food and foods that have a lot of chemicals. Foods that have a lot of chemicals in them, to me, in my professional opinion, they will never be beneficial to our bodies, especially in the mass quantities that they're starting to show up in and that we're starting to consume them in. You may feel different and that's okay but that's my perspective. Now, you may think after hearing all of that, that I never have any sugar or I condone all all foods that contain it. Nope, not the case. This is not the case at all. When it comes to our diets and our nutrition, I believe in balance and the majority of the time is what matters. If you can eat whole food ingredients most of the time, and have foods with sugar and chemicals a minimal amount of times, notice I didn't say eliminate, a minimal amount of times, you'll be doing just fine. And this is what I teach clients. Now, obviously each person's needs and requirements vary a little bit, but if you are experiencing illness, disease, weight gain, hormone shifts, gut problems, mood issues, or any of the other host of other symptoms that we as humans can experience, it tells me that something in your body is imbalanced and needs to be brought back into alignment. And more often than not, our nutrition is a big part, if not the cause of many of the issues we experience. Now at multiple times during the day, you are consuming something, right? Either eating, drinking, whatever. At each of these moments, we have the opportunity to either help our bodies or we have the opportunity to disrupt our bodies. And here's the thought, you don't have to help your body every single time. But take a look at how you're feeling. If you aren't feeling well, then perhaps the disruptive foods and beverages have crept in more often and there needs to be a realignment again. Which again, is what I walk you through in the Metabolic Jumpstart program starting in May 1st. We actually focus on four specific causes of weight gain or metabolism disruptors. They are lifestyle factors, inflammation, gut health, and hormones. And we work through the nutrition patterns and choices that can help with each. There is also a built-in mini challenge where you will focus on taking action and earning points for achieving certain tasks each day. And uh, there are specific workouts that are geared for improving the metabolism. It is up to you if you'd like to do them, if you're capable of doing them or not. Um, But there's also so much accountability, it should actually be called an accountability program instead of a nutrition program. 
but it's only 30 days. It can be a big shift in what you have, uh, in, in what you maybe have experienced in the past or um, what you think a nutrition program is. It, it's, a little, it's a lot different. It's a lot different than some of those other programs. Meaning we don't count calories, we don't count carbs, we don't measure, and we don't weigh anything. We focus on food quality and food patterns and the old mindset and beliefs that sometimes we carry with us that are around food and maybe those thought patterns don't help us anymore and we need to have new thought patterns around food. These are the things that we cover. So your action task for this week is ask yourself, how do you feel? How do I feel right now? If the answer is meh, not really well, then take a look at your food quality. If the quality of your food is not supporting you and making you feel healthier and feel better, then we need to find you some better quality food choices and options. And if you feel stuck with that, reach out, connect with me in some way, and I can help give you some guidance on that. I think one of the things that I also want to mention is we are so busy. We're all so busy and we all are stuck in ruts and patterns because of the fact that we're so busy. We have things to do. If you have uh, children, you're taking care of them. They have their own schedules. You have to keep them on schedule. Maybe you have a job that you are uh, involved with a certain schedule and, and we find the food and eating patterns that suit our schedule and make it as easy as possible on us so we don't have to think about it. And that's understandable. We all have done that or we all do that. But if you aren't feeling well, if you are feeling run down, if you are feeling low energy, if you are moody, if you have gut issues, if you're having headaches or skin issues or any of the host of things that we suffer from as humans, I want you to ask yourself, how much longer can you keep that up? And what can you actually do to change it right now? Take a look at your food choices. Take a look at the timing of your foods. Take a look at maybe any areas of opportunity and tackle just one of those. If that means that you're going to start to incorporate a breakfast, great. If that means you're going to start to add in, you know, more veggies during your meal with your meals, great. Do that. Just pick one thing. It doesn't have to be a complete dietary overhaul overnight. It really does not. But I really want you to start connecting with some of the foods that you eat regularly and how they're making you feel. So food quality over anything else is the most important thing. Hopefully that's what you took away from this episode. And again, if you have questions on this, if you need some support with this, please reach out. I do those free consultations. Please sign up for one of those and I'd be happy to chat through your specific scenario and situation. Um, But please, 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 let's not turn a blind eye to what we are putting in our bodies because what we are putting in our bodies is so important and it has a ripple effect into many other areas. So that is all for today. I have rambled on long enough about food quality. If you have questions, please reach out and I hope to see you all in the Metabolic Jumpstart program starting on May 1st. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Food Factor Podcast. It is my personal mission to help people make the best food choices that they can for their particular situation. So if you found this episode helpful, I would be so grateful if you would share it with a friend or a family member or somebody who needs to hear this information and also leave me a review. Those are the things that help get this podcast seen and heard by more people who could use the help as well. I really appreciate your support. Thank you so much for listening.